Dixon back with you for another Bible Thump, and uh, we're going to talk some more about First Peter today, uh, hopefully encourage you a little bit from this really powerful, um, interesting book of the Bible. So I'll read First Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 1, just going to read uh, through verse 10. This is what the Apostle Peter writes. He says, Therefore rid yourselves of all malice, and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander, like newborn infants desire the pure milk of the word so that you may grow up into your salvation, if you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by people, but chosen and honored by God, you yourselves as living stones, a spiritual house, are being built to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I say, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and honored cornerstone, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. So honor will come to you who believe, but for the unbelieving, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone to stumble over, and a rock to trip over. They stumble because they disobey the word. They were destined for this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. All right, so here's what Peter's been doing in this book. He's been reminding us who we are in Jesus, who we are as followers of Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, and in, in many ways, I'm sorry, but this is kind of one of those Bible thumps that's really for people who've chosen to follow Jesus. It's not going to really connect with you if you haven't, um, but hopefully it'll encourage you if you haven't connected with Jesus to maybe think about doing that, right? To think about what it might mean for you to follow Jesus or to connect with him or to understand more about who he is and maybe um, come to terms with that on some level. All right, so here's what Peter's doing in this passage and really has been doing all along in this book is he's been reminding followers of Jesus who they are. Um, you know, I talked about identity a few weeks ago and sang that terrible who song, uh, you know, who are you? Who, who? <laughs> uh, so I won't do it again. Uh, but it's important that we understand who we are. That's why Peter spent so much time reminding believers of who they are. I mean, he said previously that uh, um, as the one who called you is holy, you are to be holy in all your conduct. And he goes on to say, because you've been born again, right? Verse 23, um, because you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. What does Peter mean when he says we've been born again by the Word of God? Um, it's important to understand that because that idea of the Word of God comes up again in the passage that we are looking at today. So um, here's a common misnomer is that I think a lot of times when we read Word of God in the Bible, we think it means the Bible. Um, and that's actually pretty rare that that's what it means. Now, is there a connection to the Bible? Yes, but the Bible as we have it just didn't exist when Peter wrote these words. So he can't mean the Bible when he says we've been born again by the Word of God. So this Word of God probably has to do with the message about God, um, the message about Jesus, the Word, who is the Word, become flesh, right? Um, and the idea here is like, um, like, the message, the message that holds all things together. It's like a really super important message. Um, Jesus is the good news about God and God's kingdom. And so really what Peter's saying here is that um, we've been born again by the good news about Jesus, the, the message of his coming kingdom, the message of his resurrection, the message of his 
death and crucifixion and new life that we can have in him. And that's why he has this, talks about this idea of being born again. So, um, yeah, Peter is enamored with, is blown away by, is, um, is impressed with the gospel, with the message about Jesus. Um, so we need, I just think it's important to correct uh, some thinking that we often have. Like the Bible is wonderful and powerful and it is inspired by God and like um, it is amazing and we need to read it. But um, the Bible itself doesn't change people. Like that's really important to understand. Um, the one who inspired the Bible changes people through the message of the Bible. That's really important to understand. So we look to Jesus. We look to God to transform us and change us. We look to him to make us born again so that we would do the things that Peter talks about we ought to do. And then here in our passage, he opens up, and I think I'm going to do another Bible thump on this same passage because it's so thick. There's so much going on here. But uh, for now, we're just going to kind of camp out on the very first part of 1 Peter 2. But he says, Therefore, rid yourself of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander, like newborn infants, long for the pure milk of the words, that you may grow up into your salvation. All right, so so why is he telling us to to rid ourselves of malice, hypocrisy, envy, and slander? Because that's the opposite of what he just told us to do. In the previous passage we looked at last week, um, he says, Since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth, so that you may show sincere brotherly love uh, for each other from a pure heart. So he says, um, in light of the fact that you've been born again, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. So in light of who we are, born again, in light of who we are, set apart, in light of who we are, uh, what he said earlier, right? That we've been sealed for salvation, that we have this inheritance that is imperishable and undefiled and is being protected, being kept by God. Um, because we are chosen exiles, he says, elect exiles or chosen strangers, because we belong to Jesus and we live in this world, but this world as it is, is not our home. Because of all these spiritual realities that are true, if these things are true about us, if we understand who we are, this identity that Peter's laying out for Christians in Asia Minor, that's going to impact, is it not, what we do, who we become, how we live in the world. Peter's reminding Christians, and he's been doing this all along in this book, he's been reminding Christians of who they are, Christians in Asia Minor who they are, and by uh, proxy, he's reminding us. He's reminding you of who you are in Jesus. And listen, what we do, this is really important, what we do, this distinguishes Christianity from almost every other worldview. What we do does not define us. And that's really good news because my past failures don't define me. And what I'll do today or tomorrow, that doesn't define me either. Um, but here, l listen, what we do doesn't define us, but it does. What we do does arise up out of our understanding of identity, our understanding of who we are, our sense of, of self. Of self. So some examples, right? If I think I'm smart and capable and confident, then when I have a quiz, I'll do well in it, probably. Um, like I have to study too, right? But if I think of myself as capable, then when a problem arises, I won't go, oh, I have no idea what to do. Or I won't go like, I am incapable of solving this problem. If I think of myself as capable and competent, then when a problem arises, I'll see myself as someone who has value to bring to that problem and who Maybe not now, but eventually, eventually I'll, I'll find a solution. Um, if I think of myself as, as a hard worker, then I'm more likely to actually work hard. <laughs> if I think of myself um, as a disappointment, by contrast, right, then I'm more likely to think I can't or think 
I'll fail or maybe not even try something because I see myself as this broken, incapable person, right? Uh, and this can go, we can go in unhealthy directions with the two. We can think we're so great. We can have such a lofty view of ourselves that, um, that we actually harm ourselves and others. So we need to be careful here too, right? Um, I think we need to have a humble uh, conf- self-confidence. I think that's what, what the Bible would call us to, is to a humble self-confidence, that we don't think we're the best thing in the world. We don't think we're way better than other people. But we do see ourselves as people made in the image of God and then redeemed for a good and beautiful work and a good and beautiful kingdom that Christ is establishing from heaven on earth, that he's bringing heaven down to earth and that he's making things new and that he calls us to be a part of that, of, of that project. And we have something to bring to the table. Not that we think that Jesus would be sunk and his kingdom wouldn't flourish were it not for our wonderful uh, input into the equation, right? But, but you are an important part. And I am too. Like, we are an important part of this kingdom project that Christ is working and completing, that is bringing from heaven to earth. We're a part of it. Jesus offers us that dignity of being a part of his kingdom work. So how do you do it? Well, you do it by sincerely loving others from a pure heart. Um, if you know you, if you know who you are, what will you do? That's what Peter's asking us. If you know who you are, what will you do? Well, first, we'll love others sincerely from a pure heart. So ask yourself some questions. Do I love people sincerely from a pure heart? Um, am I a good listener? Or do I wait for the other person to shut up so I can fix them and fix their problem and tell them how they're, how they're wrong? Or when people are sharing their frustrations and their brokenness, their hurts, are we the kind of people that inter- interrupt them? Or that overlook their hurts and talk about ours? We press our agenda onto the conversation constantly. We make it about us. We make every- are you the kind of person that, that if you're honest, if you step back and say, yeah, I, I have a tendency to make everything about me. Um, Peter says, if that's you, here's what you need to do. Not only do you need to love others from a pure heart, ask God to, you know, question and reveal your motives, but then you also need to do the hard work of, of asking where is their malice, that the kinds of things Peter talked about are malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. What do all those things have in common? What do hypocrisy, malice, envy, deceit, slander, they all have selfishness in mind. They all have this view of the world where I'm, I'm the center and people are obstacles to me getting what I want and me um, getting what I think I need and deserve. Um, they're all self-focused. And Peter's going to call us to a more collective mindset, isn't he? To see ourselves as a holy nation, as a royal priesthood, um, as people being redeemed by God for his work in the world. And that, that's really good news. Um, I hope that you see the, the good news in this passage. I hope you see the hope in this passage. I hope that you see the opportunity that you have um, to make a difference in the world. How do you do that? You do that by longing for the milk of God's word. Uh, for the pure milk of God's word. In other words, it comes from a thirst for the gospel, a love for the gospel, a dependence on the gospel, a a reliance upon the gospel, um, seeing the gospel as precious, seeing it as nourishing. Do you see the good news, the message about Jesus as nourishing, as building you up, as preparing you for this good work in the world that is otherworldly, that is kingdom-focused, that makes the world a better place, and that makes your life a better place, and that... um, brings light and hope and joy to the people around you. I hope that you see that. I hope that you're encouraged by that. Um, Thanks so much for your time. 
We'll see you again next week. Thank you.